Welcome to the 3D Parent Podcast. My name is Bevan Walters, your host and founder of The 3D Parent. I'm a certified parent coach and have spent the last decade living my calling in life, helping parents navigate the tough stuff like tantrums, sibling conflict, screen time overload, and managing the transition into the teenage years. My purpose is to provide you with the tools you need as a parent to lead with dignity, direction, and deep connection in your family relationships. My goal in creating the 3D Parent Podcast is to inform, empower, and increase confidence in parents so they can trust their instincts and make the best decisions possible for their families. For these reasons, I've rated this podcast FPEO for parents' ears only. Parenting is challenging, but you don't have to do it alone. Welcome back to the 3D Parent Podcast. Today is the first podcast I have recorded since I launched my podcast, and I've been so anxious to get back on the mic and back talking to all of you. First and foremost, to thank you for all of you who have listened, subscribed, left reviews and rating. It's been so wonderful to see your responses to the material that I've already put out here. And I have so much more that I'm excited to share with you on parenting the 3D parent way. Today, I'm going to be talking about the ins and outs of apologizing. How do we get our children to say, I'm sorry, like they mean it? This is an area where I had to do a lot of learning and growth in my early years as a parent. I was kind of in the camp of having my children apologize to one another because I kind of commanded that they do so. If one of my children did something to a playmate, a friend, or to their sibling that was mean or hurtful or, you know, just in, you know, bad character, I would say to them, go say you're sorry. And then I would demand it of them. And then that child would likely follow through, but say, I'm sorry, in kind of a nasty voice where you knew they obviously didn't mean it to which the other child would usually start melting down further, get even more upset, and sometimes demand, they didn't say it like they mean it, say it again. And I would, because I didn't know what else to do, I would oftentimes say, yeah, say it like you mean it. What was I asking my child to do? I was basically asking my child to fake it. Fake better. Do a better job acting like you're sorry. And I was completely misguided. And many of you may have fallen into that same trap, sometimes because you feel like it's the right thing to do, and sometimes because you feel this kind of social pressure that you need your child to perform in a certain way to save face for yourself. And that certainly was me way back when. But now I have a better idea of what is needed for my child to actually go through the process of actually feeling sorry and taking responsibility for their actions. And that is what's most important here. We need to move away from thinking that performance is more important than the actual process of going through and developing these feelings. The feelings we're wanting our kids to develop are feelings of empathy. We want them to be able to look at their sibling or their peer that is upset, that they have upset, and kind of put themselves in that child's shoes and have that stir up some feelings of wanting to take responsibility for their actions and maybe some feelings of responsibility that they kind of maybe did something that upset the other one and feelings of remorse, feelings of, oof, I made a bad choice and that doesn't feel good inside so that they could take action and fix what they did. They could go take action and find a way to make it up to that their child. Yes, sometimes that might include 
an apology, the actual words, I'm sorry. Oftentimes it might look a little different and we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. So how do you encourage genuine apologies in your child? First and foremost, do not rush the process. Know that that sorry might take a little time to develop. Oftentimes when a child has done something like hurt another child, pushed a child, yelled something, grabbed something out of their hand, something has kind of led them to do that. There was something that frustrated them. And that's the key here oftentimes when our kids act in a way that we don't want them to act is they felt frustrated for some reason. And that caused them to act in a way that if they'd had the forethought, the maturity to stop and think, they probably would have acted differently. But when we're dealing with the very young, when we're dealing with the emotionally immature, they oftentimes act before they think. So when we rush the process, they may still be in a state of frustration. So if we kind of jump right in there and say, look what you did, say you're sorry, they're still probably frustrated. And then you're gonna kind of get the apologies that sound like, I'm sorry, which really is almost another form of attack. So we need to slow down and not rush the process. It's fine to intervene as necessary. In fact, I encourage you to intervene if you have kids who are fighting or upset. Again, you're more than encouraged to support the child who might be upset, but make sure you're not doing it in a way that's trying to make the other child feel shamed and embarrassed. It's fine to comfort the upset child. Oh, I'm sorry, you got hurt. You seem really upset. Let me comfort you. Let me give you a hug. And then giving the other child a little bit of space and saying, I'm going to help you. You seem like you're having a hard time. But again, you're not going to jump right to, look what you did. You hurt the other kid. Say you're sorry. You're going to get a little bit of space there so the child's frustration level can decrease and then those other feelings can start to creep in. Once you've kind of let that time go by and your child is starting to kind of recognize that their actions have caused pain or frustration or hurt in another child and that empathy is jumping in, now is the time when you can step in and you could start kind of talking about what happened with the child who was maybe the aggressor or the one that did kind of the unkind act. Before you jump right into problem solving, Go ahead and tell the child that you saw they had a hard time and then do what's called drawing out good intentions. This is language that I'm borrowing from Dr. Gordon Neufeld in his material on uh, developmental psychology. Drawing out good intentions is really about telling the child that you know that they did not intend to hurt. They did not intend to act out impulsively. They didn't mean to grab something. We understand that was not their intention to hurt somebody. That helps because if a child feels immediately like you're jumping in and saying, you hurt someone, that's bad, no hitting, and start shaming and blaming them, they're going to put up defenses and be less likely to tap into those more vulnerable feelings of feeling remorse, a feeling a sense of responsibility, and they're going to feel this drive to go ahead and repair things. So first, draw out those good intentions. Then when you are sure that, okay, you could tell that some caring feelings have been returning to your child, and that's key. Once we know that they care, they sense some empathy towards the other child, now you can go ahead and ask them, do you feel sorry? Or you can even say, do you feel a sorry inside yet? Do you feel that sorry inside? Now, if your child is still frustrated, they're likely to say, nope. And it's okay to say, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit more time. I could tell you don't feel sorry yet. And I'm going to check in with you a little bit and see if you found that sorry yet. Once you've gone ahead and given some more space and you check back in again and you go back and, okay, I bet you've had enough time now for a sorry. We need to make things right again. Ask your child, do you have any idea of what you could do to make things right with the other child? Do you have any ideas of how you can make amends? Now, 
be open to a range of ideas. It may not be, oh, I'm just going to go and say, I'm sorry. It may be, but oftentimes you'll find your child say, you know, I'm going to go take this toy and, and the thing I was having trouble sharing and I'm going to go bring it to my sister and, and let her have a turn with it. Or, you know, I'm going to go upstairs and, and get a cookie and share it with my sister that might make her happy. I'm going to go up to my brother and I'm going to say, hey, do you want to play a game right now? And that's my way of saying I'm sorry by kind of including them and playing with them in a way that seems really kind. Be okay with that. You don't have to actually hear the words, I'm sorry, for a sorry to be felt and a form of apology or amends going on between children. But again, I encourage you to actually ask your child, do you feel an I'm sorry? Do you feel a sorry inside yet? If your child's a little older, you might use more feelings of, do you feel now like a sense of responsibility? Let me help you figure out how to make things right between you and this other person. Hey there, parents. Are you tired of feeling like your kids are in charge at home, negotiating, demanding, and generally calling all the shots? Well, then I have a free resource for you called 10 Steps to Get Back in Charge of Your Kids. Just click the link below to download your own copy. Let's get you back in the driver's seat. The next thing you can do when they are kind of going to connect again is do what is called a check-in. Now, a check-in is language that I learned from the beloved preschool teacher of my youngest two kids. And she is just so gifted in emotion coaching and helping kids navigate problems between each other. And she uses this language of a check-in. And I've adopted that in my own household. And I also refer to kind of that process of checking in with one another, if let's say the siblings have had a problem, okay, let's go do a check-in. Now, the young kids may have trouble actually knowing how to kind of find the words to do a check-in. And so then I encourage you to actually prompt the children and give them the words for them to repeat. So if you brought your two children together again, and they're going to kind of reconnect, you could say, okay, it looks like you're ready for a check-in. And then you'll say for the other, for the, the child who needs to kind of facilitate the check-in, are you okay? And I would literally just say that word, are you okay? And then the child who needs to kind of like um, start and initiate the check-in will repeat after me, are you okay? And then the other child will answer yes or no, typically no. And then I will prompt the child again with something along the lines of how can I help you make you feel better? Or how did I hurt your feelings? Or how can I help? Something to kind of acknowledge that they're ready to make amends and make things better between them. The other child might say specifically, I want you to give me a turn with that toy. Or they might say, I need an ice pack because my arm hurts where you pushed me. Or they might just say, I need an apology. And again, if the caring feelings have returned for the child, they're no longer feeling frustrated, they very likely will give the apology. They very likely will do what the other one has asked to try and make amends. You're there to kind of observe not to make a judgment call on how they're going to sort through these feelings. But if a child seems like they need a little more support and how to navigate making amends, you could be there to kind of support or maybe make some suggestions. That's completely fine. Another thing you can do to try and encourage genuine apologies in your kids is model it yourself. As much as we all have the best of intentions, I know that I always intend not to lose my temper on my kids or yell, but I'm human. I have four kids. I've got a lot going on. Sometimes I have a bad day. Sometimes all the demands have gotten the best of me and I lose it. And I feel really badly afterwards and I can tap into those feelings of remorse pretty quickly and know I need to do something to make amends. And so in those cases, I'll go up to my child and I'll apologize, but I'll apologize using what I call a no buts apology. 
That means it doesn't feel very good when you receive an apology that sounds like this. I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but you were really, really driving me crazy. Or, but you really were being a little jerk. Or, I'm sorry that I uh, used a mean tone of voice, but I had a really hard day at work. That's basically a way to justify your bad behavior. And when we do that and model that for our kids, that's what they learn in terms of apologizing. And we all know that doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel like a true apology. So what I encourage you to do is make an apology without any form of justification with no buts. So just straight up, I'm sorry I yelled at you. I'm sorry I raised my voice. I'm sorry I threatened you. You did not deserve that, period. And that's it. And then you can go ahead and you can give a hug or you can give some other peace offering. You can also find another way to kind of connect following a hard time, which is another way of making amends. But start off first by modeling a good no buts apology. So the other thing that often comes up is when you're out in public and maybe something has happened on the playground or maybe you're at someone's house and you're having a play date that doesn't go well and your child maybe um, does something that you feel they need to apologize for. And oftentimes this is when we kind of lose that inner direction that tells us to kind of give them some time to kind of develop feelings so that they can actually go and apologize the way that you would ideally be doing it at home. Sometimes when we're in public, sometimes when we're around strangers or people you don't know as well, we feel prompted to kind of demand, you go over and you tell that child, I'm sorry right away. If you have the time, you can go ahead and let a little bit of time go by and then help your child go and navigate a check-in. But if you don't have time or you feel like, oh, that was really way out of line and your child is really worked up and there's no way you're going to get a genuine apology out of them, it's completely fine. And I encourage you to apologize for your child in those circumstances. So you go up to the other child and I encourage you to bring your child with you, if at all possible, and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my child hurt you. Are you okay? You go about the process because in some circumstances, you don't have the time to make that happen for yourself. Then if you're going to stay in the same space, if you're still having a play date together, if you're still at the park and that child's there, you can kind of help facilitate the genuine form of apology later. But sometimes you need to take action quicker than your child is ready to act on. In those cases, like I said, go ahead and say it for them. So I hope these strategies for helping your child develop true feelings of remorse and empathy are helpful. The last little tidbit I want to share with you is a children's book that just got released. It is called The Sorry Plane by Dr. Deborah McNamara. She works along with Dr. Gordon Newfeld, who I mentioned earlier in the podcast. She also is a faculty member for the Newfeld Institute and a fabulous author herself. And now she's written a children's book called The Sorry Plane. And it's an adorable story about two sisters that have a problem. And uh, one of the sisters has done something wrong to the other and needs to apologize. And the mother asks her to apologize to her sister. And she says, no, I'm sorry, I, I don't have... I don't have an apology yet. I don't have a sorry yet. Uh, my sorry has gone on a trip on a plane. And it's a very cute imaginative story where she kind of imagines her sorry is on a plane traveling around the world. And I think she goes to, um, the sorry goes to Paris and, and starts speaking in French. And it's a great book, a wonderful children's story. And I um, purchased it right away because I'm such a fan of Dr. McNamara's work. And I read it with my two youngest children. And it was not even 24 hours later, that something happened between my two youngest, Maisie and Reeve. And I said to my older child, you know, it's it's time to do a check-in. Do you feel a sorry inside yet? And she immediately 
without skipping beat said, nope, my sorry's on the plane for Africa. And we had a little laugh and we were able to kind of reflect on the book. Oh, but remember what happened? That sorry came back. So let me know when your sorry comes back from Africa because we really need to do a check-in with Reeve who's really upset still about what happened. And she did. But my children, my two youngest, really connected with this story right away. So I'll put a link to um, this book, The Sorry Plane, in my show notes. So if you're interested in getting this book for your children, you can do so. Thanks so much for listening today. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope it has provided you with the inspiration you need for building stronger relationships with your children and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered on the podcast, or if you'd like one-on-one parent coaching, head over to the3dparent.com and click the contact tab to send me your question. If today's discussion empowered your parenting, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media. So take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at the 3D parent. I look forward to meeting you here again next week on the 3D parent podcast.